to gather again together um, and to just you know, be part of his family and to go through God's work together. And this is the first time or something we might all share it together. So, <laughs> first time for everything. Um, and I just want to say thank you to Natalie and Gordon, who isn't here today, um, for just the opportunity to share with our family really, and friends. Um, that's how we feel. But this, uh, we're so grateful for that. Um, for the last couple of Sundays, we've been looking at. Uh, we should pray first. That's very good. Let's pray. <laughs> Father, um, thank you for this morning. Thank you for gathering us here together to do your work. Thank you for uh, the worship this morning. And uh, thank you for your presence. Um, Holy Spirit, open up the word to us. We have heart to receive, ears to hear, and uh, a life that's obedient to your instructions in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, as I was saying, the last couple of Sundays we've been looking at harvest, so what it means to actually be those things in our communities, um, and also trials as well, going through the fire, through the storm. Um, we looked at Daniel, was it last week? You know, um, and it's been so encouraging to just learn more about the trials that we might face whilst living like Jesus here on earth. Um, and you know, we prayed about it, and we thought today we would share about seeking what it means to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what it means for his kingdom to come. So we're going to share about seeking the kingdom of God, seeking the king, and also what it means to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I just pray that as we go into that, that we will truly leave here wanting to seek God more and wanting to seek his kingdom more in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So... Um, by definition, um, I'm just going to give a quick meaning of the word kingdom and what that means. So according to the Strong's Concordance, I'm going to read this out. The word is, in the Greek, is basileia, from the word basileus, which means king. So it says, properly kingdom, the realm in which a king sovereignly rules. A kingdom, basileia, always requires a king. And as the kingdom, Basilea, of God, which does with King Jesus, especially refers to the rule of Christ in believers' hearts, which is a um, millennium, okay? which is a rule that one day we will be universal on the physical earth in the millennium. Yep, the kingdom, Basilea, constantly used in connection with the rule of Christ in our hearts and believers which also extends to various stages. So there we see the king and the kingdom. Um, I heard something quite funny somewhere, which really stuck with me. It says, a kingdom without a king is just plain dumb. Yeah, so if you take away the king, it's just dumb. So if you have a kingdom, you always have a king. Who rules that kingdom? Yeah. And just the scriptures we're looking at today, um, Matthew 6.33, which we all know, you can open your Bibles to that as well, Matthew 6.33, says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I'll read that again. It says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. 
And the context of that is, you know, when Jesus was saying that, you know, don't worry about, you know, what you eat, what you drink, you know, don't be anxious about those things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to us. I know there are times in life whereby we want to be anxious about everything. There's so much being thrown at us. Even though, if it's not in our personal life, it's through the news, it's just all around us. And, you know, sometimes we worry about how will God do this? How will God make a way? But he's saying here that actually focus on the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. And everything else that you desire and require for life, I will give it to you if you seek me first. Yeah, so we'll be diving into what it means to seek in various aspects of our lives in a little bit. But we're going to share a few more scriptures. And um, we're looking at Isaiah 45, verse 3, where it says, You will seek me, and when you seek me and search for me with all your heart. Yeah? So I'll read again. You will seek me and find me when... You search for me with all your heart. So I was looking at the word seek, and the first word seek there, it, it requires an action, seeking, action, searching, inquire, study, uh, looking, searching. Um, when you're yearning for something, to acquire knowledge and intimacy in that way. And then it says, when you search for me with all your heart. So that's a different aspect where it's still part of inquiring, it's an action, it's more of an action word, where I go. So you will seek me and find me when you go, when you find, and when you go with all your heart, so that's everything within you. And um, the second scripture I want to um, look at is Matthew chapter 13, verse uh, 44. If you could turn there, just give you a little bit of time to turn. the scripture, and I believe it is Isaiah chapter 45, verse 3, uh-huh. yeah. and it says, again, the kingdom of heaven is, yeah, yeah, I'll give you the treasures of darkness and the riches in hidden and secret places, so that you will know that I am the Lord your God of Israel, who has called you by name, you know, God first loved us before we loved him, you know? And he says that I will give you the treasures of darkness and riches and hidden and secret places. When we search for the king, yeah? And his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else being added to us, that comes with treasures and riches. And what does that treasures and riches look like? That looks like spiritual treasures. Getting to be with the king and beholding the king, you become to look like the king. You become what you behold, you know? And his kingdom, his life becomes manifest in your life. And that's where the true treasures and the riches come from. Your life starts to manifest what the, what the kingdom looks like, you know. Um, and to further portray that, it says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like hidden treasure in a field, which a man found, this is parable, and hid and the joy over it, and goes and sells all he has to buy that field. Mm. So what does that talk about? That talks about total surrender. Mm. 
with all your heart when you seek the king and his righteousness. Um, looking at this parable, it's likened to a man, yeah, who um, they're likened, they're explaining what the kingdom of heaven is like, and they're saying the kingdom of heaven is like a field. A man found a field, yeah, and he hid it, and for the joy set before him, he sells all he has, yeah, because a life following Jesus requires sacrifice, your everything. The Bible talks about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. What does that look like? That means everything, total surrender to Him, to the Holy Spirit, to His uh, ways and His will. So just the, the scripture that we started with, which is, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I think Emmanuel mentioned a bit of a whereby it said when you seek the king, you will then also begin to see the kingdom of God manifest in your life as well. Um, he said also that you know we start to look like what we behold. When we behold the king, when we behold Jesus, we begin to look like him, we begin to walk like him, we begin to talk like him. And I just remember the disciples, you know, even after Jesus Christ at went, they said, these are people that have been with Jesus. Why did they say that? They've been with the king, so they've come to look like the king, and also the kingdom of God also is manifest to them as well. Um, so the point I'm just trying to say here is that when we seek first the kingdom of God, we begin to have his concerns and agenda on our heart. So it's not just about, Lord, what can I get from you? It's not just the genie that he just goes and says, Lord, I need protection, I need healing, which is amazing, and God wants to give those things to us. But actually, God is saying, let's go up to a different level in our relationship, whereby you begin to seek me for my heart's desires as well. You know, God wants us to actually come to him and tell him that, God, what is on your heart for today? What, what, how do you want your kingdom to come here on earth? How do you want your kingdom to come here in my neighborhood? How do you want your kingdom to come in my workplace? Sometimes God wants that relationship. And I just think of a mother and a child. Imagine a child always going to the mom. Mom, I want, I want, I want. It gets to a point the mother will get tired. And the mother also wants to hear, actually, mommy, what can I do? For you as well. It gets to a point about the relationship as to change and seeking first the kingdom of God looks like us actually going to God and asking asking him what his heart desires are. God is willing to, re to reveal his heart desires to us as well. Um, just moving on from there, to sit here that to seek God's kingdom is to desire Jesus' rule, to be recognized and obeyed in three different areas within our lives, in our circle of immediate influence, and far, as far around the world as we can reach. So just exactly what I said. First, to seek the kingdom of God is to look like, Lord, I want that kingdom to come in me first. It says that kingdom come and I will be done, but it starts in us first. Because if the kingdom of God does not start in us first, then what will be given to other people? You know, so the kingdom of God has to come in us first. Um, and it also says that in our circle of immediate influence, and this actually reminds me of what God always talks about, the inwards, outwards, upwards, inwards, and outwards. So the upwards is within our life, 
the inward is within our immediate circle, and as far as the world can reach, is around us as well. So we need to desire to see God's kingdom also in our circle of immediate influence. That's why I absolutely love um, yesterday was so amazing. Um, we met at our house, which, you know, thank God for that. But I never thought we'd go door knocking yesterday in my neighborhood. I just thought we were going to go on the streets, which I'm more comfortable with. Um, <laughs> I thought we're going to go on the streets and we're going to talk to absolute strangers that I don't know, which I'm completely fine with. Um, but um, Russell was like, oh, we're, we're just going to go around the Red Door Estate and we're going to knock on your neighbor's door. And I was like, wow, my neighbor's. Uh, some of them are Christian, some of them are not. Now they're going to know I'm a Christian. Um, and I didn't mind that, but again, there was just a bit of fear about that. And myself and Ian, we went to knock on some doors quite far away from my house first. <laughs> you know, Ian said, first of all, let's just, no, Ian said, where should we go to? I said, let's go far away first. <laughs> but funny enough, we got no one to speak to. We knocked on the door, and we all said, um, no, thank you, I'm not going to pray. I'm good, thank you, see you later. Great, so we walked back and it started raining, and you know, we just thought that was the end of it. I was happy, I didn't get to speak to my immediate neighbors around me. And then when we stopped, and Ian said, look at that man over there just opposite of my house. And he said, let's go speak to him. I was like, okay. So I actually, actually reached my neighbors. I went to speak to him. And God, was, God just showed himself in those situations. It wasn't us, but God. And, you know, we got to preach the gospel to our neighbors. You know, to one or two of them and pray for them. And that's what God wants. He wants his kingdom in our neighborhood. He wants his kingdom around us. He wants his kingdom to be manifested. You know, that's God's will. You know, when we're asking God, what is your will for my life? God's will is that his kingdom comes here on earth, in our neighborhood, in our family, in our workplace, all around us. That's God's will. And just to buttress that point, it says, so speaking God's kingdom calls us to evangelize. And speaking God's righteousness calls us to be transformed into looking more like Jesus. So it says, speak us the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. So his righteousness is just us being transformed. But seeking his kingdom is wanting to see Jesus rule and reign in our midst. And we learn on lead. I think sometimes when we pray, Lord, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. You know, the the man that led us was really was really focused on the point that when we pray that God's kingdom come, it's just, it's just not, oh, I'm gonna be hospitable to people at work and you know, through that, maybe they might see Jesus in me. No, he says, actually, seeing God's kingdom in those areas is people bowing to the name of Jesus. That's what it looks like in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods. To see God's kingdom come is actually people surrendering their lives to Jesus Christ. It's not just them seeing us as Christians, but it's them actually bowing down to the name of Jesus and giving their lives to him. So I just, um, I don't know how we're going to pray, but I just pray that, you know, we'll be ones who desire to actually see God's kingdom in our lives, in our circle of immediate influence, and as far around the world as we can reach as well. Amen. Amen. Thank sharing that. And um, the point that you mentioned on, you know, seeing God's kingdom come and seeing people finally, um, I like to think practically, so what does that look like? in our practical daily life to seek God. So just a few things, if you want to make notes, you can make notes. And there's other things that you can do, which is between you and the Lord, and requires intimacy, and how you build your relationship with the Lord, as long as it's in line with Scripture and His Word. But the first thing is um, seeking Jesus, the King and His Kingdom. You get the Kingdom, 
You can't get the kingdom without the king. Second thing, his presence. His presence is not something that is far away. His presence is him. Jesus is his presence. If his presence is there, Jesus is there. So, going away, locking, the Bible talks about going away into the secret place, locking the door, praying, you know, um, worshipping, even dancing, um, the things you do alone in the private place will then become public. Yeah? So you can't give what you don't have. That means time. Time is one of the most precious things to the Lord. Your time. Making time out to seek God, to worship Him, to bow the knee. Um, time in prayer. You don't have to have the most eloquent words. Sometimes I've been in a in the secret place, and uh, I've not even said a word. And uh, sometimes your tears say a lot. Sometimes help isn't enough. Sometimes, well, all the time, I love you, Lord. That's where it starts, and that's where it ends. Intimacy with the Lord. Um, worship, and again, we talk about surrender. What does it mean to surrender your life? Uh, yielding your body. Literally saying, Lord, I give you my life. Um, that's not just an article, but that's daily. Jesus, I give you my life. Um, so, just a few of those practical things. Um, carving out time. Time is precious. And, the, you know, I, I like to think, you make time for what you love. So, we say we love Jesus with all our hearts. Um, discipline, um, it's not legalism. If you miss a time of, of prayer, um, and you can walk throughout the day worshiping the Lord, praying to the Lord, and having Him constantly in your mind and speaking to Him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just a few practical things on what it means to seek God. And uh, yeah, it will pray that it becomes manifest in your life, even greater than 